0: Oh, it's cold. I'm just back from an amazing hike with the hiker team up Scar Mountain in Wicklow National Park. The skies were clear. It was an absolutely amazing day. But that temperature drop over the past couple of days here is something else. My poor little fingers. Anyway, I'm on Hamilton and this is the Hiker Podcast. This is a show where we discuss all things hiking, backpacking, through hiking, trekking, tramping, bushwalking, whatever you want to call it. Essentially anything to do with exploring the great outdoors by foot. And it's also a space where we elevate those that help and inspire all of us to spend more time in the outdoors. This week I'm joined by not one, not two, but three amazing people that do just that. The most amount of people we have ever had on the show at the same time. Heather, Tyler, and Wesley are part of the team at the American Hiking Society. The American Hiking Society is an organization that works to promote and to preserve the hiking experience in America. What does that mean? Well, this means quite a lot. They run advocacy programs which promote the ongoing protection of public lands for hikers and run two pillar events throughout the year. The National Trails Day, which is an event which encourages people to volunteer for trail maintenance, and Hike the Hill, a gathering each year to highlight the shared priorities of hikers and trail systems with Congress and federal agencies such as the National Parks Service, the U.S. Forestry Service, and the Bureau of Land Management. Not to mention the volunteer vacations, which sounds like the ideal trip for me. Just going out, getting a shovel and working on a trail for a week. Okay, there's so much to unpack in what the American Hiking Society does because they do so much. So forgive me as we scratch the surface. But first, let's do the business. Just a quick reminder that we are selling vouchers for all of our pro and pro plus plans. So if you need a Christmas gift for the hiker in your life, pick up a hiker voucher. Give the gift of hiking. Just email info at hiker.co, that's info at h-i-i-k-e-r c-o for more. Okay, let's get into it. Meet Heather Klein Olson, Tyler Ray, and Wesley Trimble of the American Hiking Society. Do you want to yes. introduce, what is the AHS? What is the American Hiking Society?
1: So American Hiking Society is, um, I'll describe it as an environmental advocacy and trail stewardship organization, nonprofit organization. Um, we were founded in 1976, so we are we just celebrated our 46th anniversary. Um, we were founded by a group of um, really proactive trail leaders and hikers and stewards of the outdoors uh, 46 years ago. Um, we have an advocacy component, and so Tyler is our Senior Director for Advocacy and Programs and um, really why he's on that's his niche and expertise so um, i usually let him speak to everything we're doing around advocacy Um, and wesley has been with the organization the longest out of tyler and myself um, and the longest on the staff right now so and he leads national trails day which is our largest event that we produce every year um, on national trails day on the national holiday in the calendar which is the first saturday of every june Um, I was recently appointed as acting executive director um, and also am the senior director for development. Um, So I work with all of our brand partners and individual donors um, and foundation partners, and 85% of our income is contributed from those sources. So we really rely on Mm. individuals, corporations, and foundations, and our federal partners um, to maintain the mission of AHS and to keep it going. Um, And then 15% of our revenue comes from our programs. Um, our main program being volunteer vacations, where we engage 300 to 400 volunteers a year on the trails across the country.
0: That's amazing. There's so much so much to that and so much to, to unpack from that. But uh, uh, Tyler, do you want to speak a little bit about the advocacy side of things and, and the programs that you run?
2: Certainly, yeah. So kind of a key part of our organization's mission is to kind of bring the hikers voice to kind of Congress and Capitol Hill and our federal agency partners to really shape kind of legislation that impacts the broader hiking community, um, whether that's public lands, access to trails and kind of increasing equity. Um, Funding for trails is a really key component that we work on. A lot of people don't realize kind of the scope and funding that's required to kind of keep trails maintained and opened and kind of there is a big volunteer component but a lot of the volunteer organizations rely on kind of federal financial support from kind of the federal land managers like the park service and the forest service to kind of maximize the value of volunteer hours that they can bring so ahs and kind of part of our mission with advocacy is really to kind of bring that perspective as we meet with congress and our federal agency partners we have a big annual event that we do every year called hike the hill that just celebrated its 25th anniversary that brings together um, about 150 kind of trail advocates and enthusiasts from the broad trail community across the country to really meet with our elected officials, meet with the head of the Park Service, the head of the Forest Service, top leadership at the Bureau of Land Management, really to kind of show why kind of hiking trails and trails in general need to be kind of funded and protected and expanded. Um, and so we as the American hiking society really try to kind of provide that voice, bring together the broader hiking community and really kind of activate the, the hiking community kind of in those efforts. Um, so we do a lot of calls to action to so allow people directly to kind of talk with their elected officials and send a message to them so that they can make sure that they're feeling involved. Um, and, and a lot of kind of opportunities like that. So, um, and i i in i oversee all of those efforts and kind of work with Heather and West and our communications team to really kind of make sure the hiking voices um represented um kind of in in Congress and kind of in federal advocacy
0: so uh, there there's a, I suppose over the last couple of years well maybe over the last decade but certainly we can all like agreed over the last couple of years that the outdoor recreation in general and hiking has just absolutely exploded. Um, Has that had an impact on the awareness of AHS and the awareness of trails and the awareness, sorry, the organizations behind trails? Don't know if, who wants to take lead on that one?
1: Yeah, I, I think I can answer from a funding perspective. Um, we definitely have more brand partners reaching out to us and interested in us. Um, you know, we make sure that all of our brand partners, you know, uh, have the same values that we do with AHS, our same Jedi justice, equity, diversity, inclusion values. Um, but we've definitely had more partners reach out to us and want to partner with us because of uh, that, because of the awareness of the outdoors, the enthusiasm the outdoors has received in the last few years, um, and also because of our, our own values that we have modeled over the past couple of years.
0: Yeah. And the, I suppose one of the questions I'm going to try and point towards Tyler there as well was that the the awareness of trail organizations in and of themselves, just so I'm kind of clear, like the, the AHS, they, you're advocates for, I suppose, hiking as a, as a, as a recreation in, in the United States of America. And do you work then with the individual trail organizations then as well? You advocate for them.
2: We advocate with them. So we are a very close partner to a lot of the kind of national trail system trails and the partnership for the national trail system. So, your Continental Divide Trail, who I know you've interviewed in the past, the Pacific Crest Trail, the Appalachian Trail. We work closely with those organizations to really collectively advocate and utilize um, kind of our broader voice to kind of advocate for trails. And I think to your question, Owen, too, about kind of the rising popularity of trails and the rising awareness um, of trails, we've definitely seen that have uh, seen that impact in the advocacy space, too. Um, I think during kind of the pandemic, when everyone's getting outside, really kind of the awareness for the importance of value for kind of trails and outdoor recreation and public lands, I think, grew to new heights. I think that's why we saw the passage of the Great American Outdoors Act in the middle of the pandemic, which is kind of the biggest landmark piece of outdoor recreation legislation that we've seen in decades. Uh, I think kind of that awareness and kind of the increased and like explosion of use in the outdoors really, I think, fueled Congress's desire to act in that space as well, because they recognized kind of the great uses I was getting and the public need and then was able to pass landmark legislation. So I think kind of there's been an impact and and awareness both for our organization and like advocacy for trails and public lands as a whole. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but th- I suppose th- there is still the challenge of, of reaching them as well. Like there's, 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 uh, passing bills in Congress and there's the, you know, big political movements, but then actually reaching people. And, you know, when they're out on that trail, how do they know that it's AHS or how do they know it's a trail organization? And it's something that quite often comes up in these conversations that I have with the CDT and, and other trail organizations, uh but wesley like i suppose you might have like some insight on this on like how do you how do you communicate with the general public how do you get them on board how do you communicate to them how do they how do they know that volunteers came and you know dug into the ground here to create this 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 trail or fix this bench or you know whatever the the volunteers are doing
3: yeah great question so i think there's kind of there's several levels to that question you know looking at you know, there's we're just shy of 60 million people in the U.S. who who go hiking at least once uh, in, in any given year or last year specifically, um, which was like an 18 percent increase o- over the last two years. So a major increase in the overall number of people getting out on the trail. So there's obviously a, a certain component of, of education uh, regarding uh uh both like hiking etiquette in terms of like leaving no trace and making sure that people um, are respecting uh, these wonderful places that we have the opportunity to to hike in um, so there's kind of that education component um, and then there is the the stewardship component of of then trying to mobilize those individuals to both be advocates and stewards uh, for those places and so there's kind of a process to both educate people and then get people involved in, in local organizations and in participating um, and volunteering um, at the local level. And so for us, what what that really looks like for American Hacking Society is uh, our event, National Trails Day, uh, which has been going on for over 30 years now. It started in 1993, um, around the 25th anniversary of the National Trail System Act. Um, which yeah established the national trail system, um, and so when National Trails Day started, it was really a, around this idea of um, building awareness of of trails, getting people out on trails. Uh, there's many gaps within the national trail system, um, and specifically the national scenic trails have a lot of gaps. And so there there was this desire to bring the hiking community and the trails community as a whole, um, because. Uh, National Trails Day isn't just for hikers, it's for basically any uh, muscle powered trail um, activities. Uh, So that includes uh, horseback riding, um, paddling, because uh, we do have uh, national water trails here in um, the US, Um, uh, mountain biking, trail running, um, all of these kind of activities fall in the category of trail use for National Trails Day. So bringing that that community together to build, build awareness of the national trail system, but then also to advocate for the completion of it. There was this, you know, this deep desire that um, that the national trail system would um, would be complete in terms of completing the segments that were missing, but also building gaps between um, urban and more rural areas. So, you know, the the founders of, of national trails, they really liked the idea of, of people could walk out... Um, and on neighborhood trails in urban areas. And those trails would um, eventually connect to more backcountry uh, trails and whatnot. So there was kind of a more uh, holistic uh, trail network across the country. And so National Trails Day has, has kind of evolved over the years. Uh, and over the last few years, um, our board of directors and, and our staff has have really kind of honed in on the advocacy and service component of National Trails Day to really encourage people to get involved, to give back um, for just, even if it's just one day on National Trails Day, um, to go out and help improve and, and maintain trails. Because I think it, it's it's really uh, empowering to see, see people get involved and volunteer, because then they begin to see like, how much work it takes to both, um, both uh, build trails but also maintain them and, and the different trail structures used um, to support trails and, uh, and whatnot. Um, and so National Trails Day is a great opportunity for people to kind of get a taste of that because uh, and I'm sure we'll talk more about the volunteer vacations that that we offer that are week-long service trips. Um, but of course, you know, it takes um, a good amount of vacation for someone to take off time to do a whole week of, of trail service. Mm-hmm. Whereas National Trails Day or National Public Lands Day are both great days uh, for folks to get involved um, for a single day and, and make um, a great impact you know if, uh, if only a small fraction of that 60 million uh, hikers uh, committed to even one day of trail service on national trails day or national public lands day uh, there would be um, a, a huge amount of trail uh, service and trail uh, work getting done uh, uh, on those days
0: yeah yeah and i guess it's the it's that power of influence and i suppose social media these days as well that if you have these uh like the one two three four percent of of a group that are doing something especially with social media these days if they're putting that all over their social media saying hey here's me with a shovel making a trail or developing or you know improving a trail that gets out to you know it could be they're five hundred followers, or they're five thousand followers, or they're five hundred thousand followers. You know, it, it having you know one day in a year where people can come in and just get a snapshot of what that looks like, and then put that out to their network. Um, they're they're getting value themselves as a as a trail user, and now a trail developer. Um, and they're they're also providing value for the trail network by getting that out to, to to their followers and to their networks. It's it is a really really clever way of doing it, and um, it's something I certainly certainly think that should be replicated around the world. I know here in Ireland we have nothing like that. Um, it, we we could go into a whole uh, yarn about uh, the trail systems that we have here and, and how it's managed, but uh, I think it is it's a really really. Um, Yes, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a clever way of, of, of getting the message out there. And we really um,
2: work, Owen, as part of that too, like national trails day is like a really jumping off point for us to then try to provide kind of participants opportunities throughout the year, through our volunteer vacations and our alternative break kind of trail stewardship programs to kind of give people a little taste of stewardship work and then provide them throughout the year, really opportunities to kind of dig deeper and and, and give back more.
0: And generally the people that come on the national trails day and they like, what, what is the, is there, is there a typical person that comes along to that and then follows on a journey? Is, is are they previously a trail user? Are they a long distance hiker or a hiker? How do they, what's their, their journey look like?
3: Yeah. So it really is across the board. Um, National Trails Day is designed to be um, very inclusive, so people can can come out even if they um, haven't been uh, considering themselves a hiker or a trail user in the past. Um, but we also, you know, encourage folks who who are regular trail users who may may um, do a lot of uh, recreation but uh, haven't dipped their toe into the the advocacy or service side of of things. So there is kind of there is kind of a spectrum. And there, you know, uh, in any given year, there's you know hundreds of events across the country. Uh, last year, we had nearly 700 events, uh, and those events had um, ranged in 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 kind of scope um, and kind of target audiences. So some of them were very much um, uh, family friendly, community oriented, like just getting people out on trails, whereas some um, some projects were more uh, uh, service-based, um, you know, more remote uh, trail work projects that were, you know, geared more towards people who are already somewhat experienced outdoor um, uh, enthusiasts that can then blend uh, a hand doing trail work. And so, yeah, there's really a spectrum that anyone can, can get involved. And it's been great to see for National Trails Day over the last number of years to become more inclusive with um, reaching out um, to um, groups who have been underrepresented um, in, in, in previous years uh, in outdoor recreation as a whole. And so making sure that that is inclusive so that people can feel comfortable um, coming out to an, an event regardless um, of their, their background or ability.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of funding then, Heather, um, it, it, funding is hard <laughs> to say the least um has it gotten easier has it over the the past number of years with the, the 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 passing in congress with with the explosion of of interest and and in in recreation outdoor recreation has it gotten a little bit easier to get that funding or is it still
1: challenging um i think um easier in some ways and harder in others so you know with the kind of the, the looming recession you know that has been Um, somewhat challenging for some individual donors. We've had um, last year, we moved from a membership model. So AHS was traditionally uh, individuals could give for a membership for a $29, $50, $100 membership and receive backpacker magazine in return. So we moved away from that model and opened it up to a donation instead of a membership. So we did away with some of the lower level membership levels in order to not minimize the amount that a person could give or put a, a limitation on it. So we have seen our donors, our historical members, longtime members, um, give greater amounts and be more generous with their giving as donors um, since we made that shift. So we've seen an increase in our average gift amount. Um, the number of donors has kind of stayed the same, I think, because of that looming um, recession. But... Um, we're just very encouraged by the the amount that people are starting to give um, in you know, encouraging our work and recognition of our work um, and seeing the good work we're doing. Um, we have had um, an increase in brand partners. So last year we had Duluth Trading Company come on um, and be the first ever exclusive sponsor, uh, exclusive apparel sponsor of National Trails Day, um, the first exclusive sponsor of National Trails Day. Um, for this year and next year, for 2022 and 2023, um, with a six-figure contribution. Um, We're also seeing Athletic Brewing Company has increased, they're a very generous sponsor um, and a supporter of many organizations and have increased their support um, over the past year and into next year and 2024, they've committed. Um, Yeah, so I think we, you know, both ends, I think we have seen more of an increase and an easier um, time with funding in the past two years.
0: Right. Yeah. I guess it, yeah, you're, you're getting the the benefit of the explosion, but you're also the, yeah, yeah the recession is, is coming in and, and everybody knows about it, but I do think that people are still more willing to give to organizations that they care about and mm-hmm. people like you were saying there, Wesley, people that are opening up doors to communities and, and people of backgrounds, um, uh, of all types of backgrounds, uh, that people are more willing to, to to donate to that. It's funny that you say about shifting the model from a membership model to a, mm-hmm. a donation-based model. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting, you know, a lot of podcasters, you know, n- not this podcast, but like plenty of podcasters or content creators have done that themselves, you know, much smaller scale, but they've seen the exact same thing where it was like a Patreon where you give a set amount per month and then it changed it to a donation model and all of a sudden it doubled tripled quadrupled Mm -hmm. uh, because people are more willing to give more when they are given the opportunity to, to do that and then there's the challenge then of of getting to individual trail users and and getting them to to aware of the work that you do and and then to make that donation um but as I've seen from your social, from your emails, from your website, you're doing a really good job of making that connection with the individual trail users, and uh, and and driving that traffic to 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 their web, your website, or to your social media. Um, do you see a negative to the uh, to the increasing popularity of hiking? Hard question. Who wants to take it? <laughs>
1: Um, I personally don't think so. Um, I love to see you know everyone out on the trails. I think the trails are more fun um, when we see a variety of individuals and you know not just on um, you know dirt trails, but mm-hmm. paved trails, urban trails. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think they're more fun. I'm a you know, an optimist and a, an extrovert, so I like seeing more people and engaging with more people on the trails.
2: I would agree kind of, I think the more people that are getting out there and to experience kind of the benefit that trails have from kind of the mental and the physical and kind of just overall, I think is great. I think kind of with the increased increased usage, um, it's helping to bring attention to the increased need for kind of adequate maintenance and construction of trails. And so that's really an argument that we're able to bring kind of in our advocacy is that yes all these people are getting out on the trail and first-time users and like kind of record outdoor recreation is like occurring and that means that we along with that we need the adequate funding and support and and that comes along with that so that when all these new users are out here experiencing the trail they're having a really great experience and they're not experiencing a trail that's closed because it hasn't been able to be properly maintained because there's not enough federal funding because Congress hasn't appropriated enough. Um, and so I think just efforts like that, I think is just um, in, important. Um, I think there's always gonna be a desire um, and, and welcomeness for, for new trail users, but just the recognition on the other side that more trail users definitely is gonna mean a need for more kind of support for trails overall um, is, and I think we're bringing that message in kind of our efforts
3: yeah, I was gonna say like I think as an organization we also see it as um, the more people who are out there um, are more people who um, see the value in in public lands and in these hiking spaces, which means there's more people to support and and more people to advocate for uh, public lands, which is 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 really important. Uh, but of course there is you know the the growing pains, especially at the local level of of land managers really having to do, um, um, have, um, some challenging dialogue, um, at the local level in terms of, you know, places where they're doing more like timed entry into parks or, or more permitting or issues with parking, uh, all kinds of infrastructure issues, um, that are, are resulting from more people getting out there. And so there's, it's definitely, uh, you know, we definitely see the good in having more people advocating and more people to to um, see the value in public lands, but also, uh, you know, seeing all of that growth in a, in a number, in a short period of time, you know, 18% and just um, the number of hikers getting out in, over the last two years, um, you know, doesn't even uh, address, you know, the increase in, in mountain bikers um, and, and mm. the increase in e-bikes and, Um, trail running and all of these things that are all seeing these um, expansions. So there's always going to be additional conversations around um, trail users and and sharing the trail and whatnot. And so, yeah, it's definitely one of those um, places where there is a a challenging conversation that need to take place in terms of, of how do we um, support um, outdoor recreation, but also make sure from um, an ecological standpoint that, that, these places are being preserved, and that we're not having a detrimental impact um, in these areas. So definitely, lots of um, conversations going on that may have been kind of accelerated. Like this, inevitably, we would have gotten to this point in terms of overall trail usage. But instead of you know taking you know five to ten years to get to that growth, uh, we're really seeing that growth in a matter of of years, um, mm. which has put a lot of stress um, on uh, land managers lane managers specifically trying to come up with new policies and procedures um to make sure that people are safe and that um that uh these places are being protected
0: yeah yeah like uh, i I just wasn't trying to trick you guys into uh uh, back into a corner because like we're we're in the same boat like you know i have the podcast and we have the the hiker app as well and there's lots of businesses around that thrive when there's more people out on trails and, and you guys want to see that and Um, As you said, like, the more people out on trail means more awareness of the work that you guys do and trail organizations do and the volunteers do. But you're always going to have bottlenecks. There's always going to be bottlenecks where, you know, there's a surplus demand, you know, and you need to adapt. And like, uh, it's interesting, and maybe that's not a question that anybody here can answer, but there's, you know, questions around the popularity of the big trails. So let's say like the Pacific Crest Trail, the Appalachian Trail, the CDT to, to a degree, but mainly those 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 two, where there's only a certain number of permits. And there's going to start being, and we can see that with the CDT now, uh, 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 certainly from a, a spectator viewpoint, that the CDT has become a lot more popular over the last 12 months or so because of the Limitations on the PCT, the limitations on the Appalachian Trail. Do you see that that will start to like where other trails will start getting more popular, and and how how is it up to them to to kind of market themselves, or is there is there work that the AHS can do to to support that?
3: Yeah, I, I can I can jump in. Um, I, I would say yeah, I, I do suspect that with uh, certain limitations in terms of of permitting on some of the more popular trails. And I think it, it I think this um, not only applies to the triple crown trails, but even like local trails, like there are certain trails, you know, that have become um, super f- popular, um, especially due to like Instagram popularity of specific places that you do see the rise in permitting uh, for, uh, for uh, specific trails. And so I think there it's causing some people to get a little bit more creative in terms of, they approach things but i've also seen a rise in in um messaging and promotion of of other trails as well right because now since you know uh you know if if we're looking at the at and pct with a limited permitting um you know then uh, people start to look at other trails um who who, uh, other trails that aren't as popular and so those trails are also seeing an increase in in the number of, of, of people getting out on those, on those trails. Um, and you also then see, uh, more people talking about trails beyond just, um, the, the, uh, PCT and, uh, AT specifically. Um, and so there kind of is, is, is a rising tide, uh, in that regard that, um, as those ones gain in popularity, it then uh, allows people to start looking at, at, other, other things, because some people, you know, might have a very specific desire to do, the AT because, um, of, of a specific reason, whereas other people who are looking to, for a more, um, a more remote or more um, secluded experience that they don't wanna be um, in crowded shelters are gonna start looking elsewhere and get uh, creative with either uh, other long distance trails um, or, or routes which are becoming even more popular in the last um, five to 10 years of people um, kind of expanding upon uh, the trail networks that are already in place and, and seeing people d- yeah, develop new ideas for new trails and whatnot.
2: And our, even our like day use trails and kind of weekenders who are just going out on a Saturday to kind of hike their, their trail. Um, I, our federal partners have, I think, been doing a really good job in trying to highlight kind of the more unused and kind of less popular sites um, the Park Service, I think, recently had some really good social media about kind of the top 10 unknown national park sites, right? We're all familiar with Shenandoah and the Great Smoky Mountains, but there's over 420 other national park sites that all provide trails and kind of access. And I think um, you can you can find trails that are less popular there, but just kind of also provide the same beauty and tranquility that you get from those other more popular sites, um, same thing with the Forest Service, right? There's 180,000 plus miles of trails um, in within our national forests, And obviously the popular trails are going to continue to be the popular trails, but you can find a lot of other great benefits on kind of the least popular trail, the less popular trails that are still just as beautiful. And I think kind of the federal partners um, that we work with, I have done a really good job um, in the last few years to try to highlight those lesser known trails to kind of dissipate the popularity. So you don't get to a trailhead on Saturday morning and find no parking spots. Um, but you could find a parking spot 10 miles up the road at a trail that is just as beautiful and in the same forest and and stuff like that. So, um, I think that's kind of another, another way and creative idea to kind of highlight, um, other other areas and something that ahs can do and kind of promote um kind of the efforts um, of our our federal partners as well so
0: yeah it's 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 all it's always tricky uh you know like i remember a story about um uh, a friend of mine who was a trail manager here in ireland and you know one day during the pandemic he literally had to stand in the car park and just wave cars on and just tell people, not today, I'm sorry. Just There's another car park down that way. But that's just the way that we had to do it, or he had to do it in that area. Uh, Social media was just sending people in their droves to this particular trailhead. And he saw that, and he was like, okay, this is just getting crazy. So that was the first bottleneck and then he adapted and and worked with with us ultimately with the with the app but then with other organizations to try and get the uh, the message out there but uh before we we wrap up i, I do want to talk about uh the the trail vacations
2: um yeah volunteer
0: vacations volunteer vacations someone want to, to, to yeah, introduce that cool. and, and tell me a little bit more about that i suppose it's it's a kind of a an expansion on on national trails day but you're you're Is there travel involved, or the 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 word vacation uh, sounds like it?
2: Absolutely, yeah. So our volunteer vacations have actually been around longer than the organization has been around, so more than forty five years. And what they are are week long service trips that both have kind of a trail volunteer component and kind of a vacation component, where you get to explore the beauty of the area in which you're kind of volunteering, whether it's in Alaska, the U.S. Virgin Islands at a beautiful national park or forest or on Bureau of Land Management land. Um, They happen all across the country. We usually run about 35 trips each year. And basically you give a a week of your time, um, travel to kind of a a locale, whether it's a remote mountain in Montana or a more close to kind of an urban area in like the DC area. Um, And so volunteers basically work um, and do various trail projects, whether it's trail clearing, building a new trail bridge, um, kind of we have uh, trips from all levels of easy kind of first-time trail builders to more kind of difficult backpacking trips through kind of the wilderness. Um, And participants really get kind of a great experience, both kind of giving back to the trail, um, making lifelong friends and really getting great meals from our crew leaders as, as well. And so, Um, Our trips kind of happen um, year-round as well, uh, and we'll be opening our um, registration for those um, in uh, basically uh, December and January. So um, it's really a great experience. We have a lot of um, people that go on multiple volunteer vacations a year as well as kind of newcomers who discover volunteer vacations as well. Um, If you're college age, we also have an alternative break program that's specifically for college students um and so they can work with their schools to kind of go on a a trip um that is kind of an indoor lodging trip and kind of a great kind of education experience as well and those also happen um across the country so just a lot there's lots of opportunities for for that and a lot of our um participants who go on alternative breaks then kind of fall in love with it and go on our volunteer vacations and get involved as well so um, it's just kind of like a great um, cycle of uh, volunteer opportunities that we try to provide.
0: Sign me up. Yes. That that sounds (laughs) awesome. That does really sound awesome like I love a hiking trip but I also just I love getting my Hands dirty and let's let's go make trails and make make get more people outdoors. That's and it's really that's...
2: great because we do the work for you and kind of putting together the logistics. All you do is register and pay a, a small registration fee that kind of covers the cost of putting on the program, um, and just kind of all the tools are provided. You get education and instruction from the forest ranger or the national park ranger um, and it's so it's really a great benefit there especially um, we like our our backpacking programs too like if you're have gone on a backpacking trip but want to go on a longer one like one of our backpacking volunteer vacations are like really great opportunities to kind of have all the logistics handled for you and you just get to show up with your gear and kind of and, and go so it's a, it's a really good kind of entryway into um, all these experiences too
0: well i was, i'm just going to ask about experiences individual experiences and that's that, that has to be one of mine for for the next couple of years I'll, I'll i'll definitely get in touch about that uh but speaking of which um before we go i want to know heather number one hiking trip what's what stands out as the as the memory
1: Oh gosh, um, probably a solo hiking trip to Sedona recently, um, last March. Um, just explored a number of mountains and um, did a, a women's retreat there too. While I was there, a yoga retreat. Um, but just exploring Sedona—it's just really a magical place. The red rocks there are spectacular, and um, you know, going out by yourself hiking and mountain climbing and rock climbing is really just an empowering. Motivating, um, confidence building experience.
0: You weren't free soloing, you're climbing with a partner.
1: Uh, no, I was by myself. I was, yep, all by myself.
0: Wow, okay, yeah. In- yep. incredible, fair yep. play. Yes. uh, okay, okay, that's that, that's a hard one to beat. Tyler, you're up next.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, t- well, <laughs> it was tough, but worthwhile. Yeah,
2: <laughs> um. My kind of favorite hiking experience was in Hawaii on the island of Kauai um, on there's a beautiful um, Waimea Canyon there that's called like the Grand Canyon of the Pacific. That's both the Grand Canyon, but also imagining kind of a rainforest on top of the Grand Canyon. Um, And my husband and I actually got engaged on the trail there. And so that will always be a top experience for for me.
0: You can't beat that. Uh, romance and the outdoors—not, exactly. not, not, not a better. There's no better combination. And Wesley, I read that you were the, were once voted the most inspiring man on the PCT. Correct. Why?
3: Uh, so I created. Well, so how that came about? I created a short film, uh, uh, basically a four-minute video about my experience through hiking the PCT. Um, I have a minor form of cerebral palsy, um, so kind of depicting that story um, is what um, I submitted that video to back, uh, excuse me, to outside magazine. And they they featured it on social media a number of years ago. So Mm -hmm. uh, um, that's where that um, kind of quote came from. Um, But for me in terms of, yeah, I've been on many, um, what some people may consider um, long adventures or epic adventures. But for me, I think it comes down to Uh, Like one of the ones that I most value was a number of years ago, um, I climbed um, a mountain here in Colorado, a 14er, which uh, Colorado has uh, 50 plus uh, uh, mountains that are over 14,000 feet. Um, And uh, I I did one uh, with my parents and I uh, I took my, I carried my one-year-old daughter up as well um, because my parents carried me up um, a 14er. When I was um, a toddler, um, so it was kind of a, a fun, um, fun thing to do to have uh, three generations of my family uh, make it to the top of, of, of this mountain. So that, even though some people may not consider it um, as, as grand as some of the other long trips I've done, uh, that one definitely stands out as um, a very special experience for me
0: no that 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 sounds beautiful and sounds like there's special moments for everybody either uh, you you like got kind of time on your own in the outdoors you got to like really kind of put yourself uh kind of maybe outside your comfort zone or maybe inside your comfort zone um in a lot of ways and and tyler you like tied the knot yeah. with nature and with your with your with your true love and and Wesley, you, you, it's all about family with you, and that yeah, that's 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 a nice way to leave it there. Well, look, guys, um, I'm sure we could speak all day about the various different aspects of hiking and more hi- about hiking trips, but I just really want to thank you all for for taking the time and all the various different uh, time zones that we're in right now um but thank you again for coming on and uh uh, best wishes with with the hiking american hiking society i'm sure we'll definitely be pushing more and more awareness your way and um yeah
1: thank you so much for having us
0: thank you thanks guys it for another week on the hiker podcast thank you so much for tuning in and thank you so much to heather tyler and wesley for joining me and and taking up the time i'm pretty sure looking at the uh the time differences wesley definitely drew the the short straw there I think we were recording at something like 3 p.m irish time which i think is like 6 a.m or 5 a.m colorado time so thank you wesley for for getting out of bed now nice and early for that that's it for this week we are back next week with our final episode for the year um, until then happy trails